I know you're seeing more and more people posting their certificates online every day. You gotta be wondering, how are you gonna stand out and stay relevant in the future of work against all that competition? Who's getting you ready for what comes next in our industry? You see, knowing your frameworks is no longer enough. What you need is to be effective. Effective at delivering business outcomes. Effective at delivering victories. Effective at inspiring and influencing change. Effective at building awesome, resilient teams and continuously stretching to higher levels. I don't want you to show off your paper like everyone else. I want you to show off your iron. Show them your anvil. There's only one way to get that. In the Forge, a year-long leadership immersion experience. You get training, coaching, and job support from me personally. Now, our next cohort starts in December 2020. So go down below and click the link to sign up to be part of something special. An elite tribe of leaders. I'll see you there. If you're hearing this in the good old back quarter of 2020, you know there's a ton of political change, environmental change, not to mention the forces that are shaping commerce and business and technology and innovation every day. Let's dig on some of those and figure out what you need to be aware of, what trends you need to watch, and what you need to prepare for as we turn the corner and get into a new way of working. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I want to spend a little bit of time equipping you with some information about trends and movement in the industry so that you can prepare your Agile game, your leadership game, for what's about to come next. And before we do that, let's take a moment to remember why we're here to create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. Now remember, if this helps you, tell your friends, but also come check us out in the Badass Agile Listener Lounge on Facebook. The links are below in the show notes. This has been such a funny year in that we've seen conditions in 2020 that we've never seen before. Never mind having all these different forces interacting at once. We've had tremendous political unrest, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of anger, a lot of emotional responses to changing conditions. And I think with the U.S. election in 2020, you're going to see some things have finally settled. For better or for worse, there's going to be less political up and down, I think. Less fear, more logic. I think things will stabilize a little as leadership becomes more familiar, more traditional perhaps than it has been in the past four years. But at the same time, we're still dealing with a worldwide health crisis and the economic impacts that that's having. So who was likely to survive that? From a business standpoint, obviously those with very deep pockets that have been able to conserve and continue to pivot and find ways to survive will do well. Who's really taken a hit, of course, the small to medium businesses from restaurants and bars to the thousands upon thousands of companies that simply can't be there serving the public the way they need to be. Stores, service-oriented professionals. So you're going to see, unfortunately, a lot of bankruptcies, a lot of insolvency, and that's going to create some economic instability. However, when things start to return, or even as they start to pivot, 
here's what's going to happen. The void and the vacuum created by all of those closures needs to be filled by someone. But I truly believe that in the past 10 years, we've seen more and more of a trend towards service-based experiences. See, I think people are willing to pay more to have something more personalized, more well-suited to them, and people are ready to shed off the big box experience. They don't want to be handled by the corporation that ate up all of the choice in the past two decades. So let's think outside of technology for a moment. Bespoke travel experiences, bespoke dining experiences, options in healthcare or health and wellness, options for entertainment, options for green living that speak to who people are as an individual, their individual values, their individual tastes and preferences. They're willing to put their money on fewer, better experiences. Let's face it, we live in an age where most children growing up won't be able to realize the dream of owning a home. So if that's the case, if this generation begins to believe or sense that not only are they not going to have, but they don't even need the huge financial burden of owning a home or owning a car, they have a lot more freedom to use their income however they want. And the way people want to use their income is to buy experiences. People don't want to accumulate things anymore. Now, here's what all of this means for us as agile practitioners. You no longer have to rely on huge mega corporations putting out contracts for scrum masters, agile coaches, leaner Kanban coaches, or for training and certification experiences. You'll find demand for agility moving outside the big corporate boardroom, outside the corporate team rooms, outside the corporate boiler rooms, and outside the technical spaces. And there will be a greater demand for more small-medium businesses looking for agile coaching at a smaller scale to help them pivot, compete, and win. Point blank. They're going to want to know how to leverage what we know in order to make them more successful and more likely to survive in the upcoming year where there's still so much instability, uncertainty for consumers. I mean, when people don't know if they're going to have a job, they're going to be hanging on to their money a little bit tighter. So here's the first opportunity I want you to consider. For those of you who have that entrepreneurial spirit, those of you who are comfortable riding on your own and chasing down your own business, I highly recommend you keep your ear close to the ground anywhere new business activity tends to germinate. So that probably means medium to large metro spaces. What you're looking for here is companies that are starting up, maybe companies that are getting a decent amount of funding as a place to focus your energy and your offering. How can you help them be more agile? How can you help them deliver business outcomes in a way that's less wasteful, more learning oriented, and more in line with the amount of risk that they're willing to take? I mean, let's face it. One of the problems with agile at scale is that we're frequently trying to install agility and agile mindsets in environments where they don't have the risk appetite for failure. And that's why so often we bang heads and knuckles with management and leadership teams because they want their safety and certainty but they want it better, faster, cheaper. Well, why don't we stop banging our heads against that problem? Now, here's the shift. I think you're going to need to focus away from long-term, highly lucrative dollar-per-hour engagements to smaller service-oriented engagements. You may have to work five or 10 customers at the same time, but if you can find a way to do that, you can connect with these companies, these small businesses who fully understand their dream, who have the talent, who have the creativity, but they may not have the agile knowledge and the leadership to do this using a modern way of working. So let's help them out. Now here, you don't want to start with companies that are too small because they're not going to have the budget for the overhead 
of learning how to be agile. They're probably going to figure they've got it. So for the time being, they're not necessarily going to understand the need for agility, and it's going to be a little bit hard to sell. But as they grow, as they scale, as they experiment, keep an eye on them. Because 12 or 18 months into their young lives, these new companies offering these great bespoke experiences, offering great customer experience, offering something new, something different, something innovative, they're going to grow and they're going to hit a wall. And it's at that moment when they hit a wall where you'll be glad you've invested in the time that it takes to build a relationship with these companies. Now, if you don't have an appetite for going it on your own, being your own sales and marketing company, those things are hard to do. But what you can do is recognize that these will have ripple effects on the large-scale incumbent names that we all know and love. So an existing hotel chain, multinational, huge annual profits, rising from the ashes as things go slightly back to normal, are going to be facing competition from new people in the travel, lodging, and experience space. They're going to have to push back against forces that have already been around for half a decade, like Airbnb, plus whatever comes out of this new wave of innovation and customer focus. So if you're helping those companies instead, your best bet is to find ways to help them prepare for the new competitive landscape. Otherwise, they're going to find themselves unable to keep up with the disruptors. And our jobs will be to teach them how to focus on extreme customer value so that they can continue to exist, to thrive, and to grow. To remain front of mind with an ever more fickle, ever more conservative customer base. In short, whomever you choose to help, you're helping them create better choices, more attention to detail, and handcrafting great customer experiences for their customer. Now, I certainly hope that means we're going to see less effort on trying to make large organizations 100% agile for the sake of making them agile, and more learning how to use agile as a tool to deliver those highly favorable, highly competitive customer outcomes. This means incredible opportunity for all of us, but it also means a fundamental shift away from the IT lodge, away from the tech room, and into a seat at the table with the entrepreneurs and the innovators that are going to emerge in the next 12 to 18 months. So let's really think about what that means for us as a community, as a tribe. Guys, I hope this sparks some ideas for you and sparks some passion, some things to think about that can help you survive and thrive in a changing economy, changing world. I appreciate you tuning in. You can reach out at badassagile.com or find me on Twitter at badass underscore agile. I look forward to next time. And until then, stay badass. Badass.